Did you guys all hear that? He just said, <laughs> buy no new games in 2019. Welcome to Cardboard and Wine, episode 21. I'm Mamie. And I'm Josh. Grab a glass, pull up a chair, and let's talk about some games. Today on the show, we discuss the 112 games we played in 2018, or at least the top five. Happy New Year, Josh. Happy New Year. We are now officially in 2019. Our second year of the Cardboard and Wine podcast. Sometimes that seems a little crazy. Yeah. Did you think we would still be doing this a year later? Yeah. Yeah. Who stick to things? Yeah, it's been a, a really awesome year of gaming for us. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute as I was looking at some of our stats from 2018. But yeah, we started a podcast this year. Yeah, it's been a good big year for gaming for our family. Definitely. So before we jump into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about this wine that you picked up for us? Yeah, so I, I have sort of a special wine for tonight. This is a, actually a very good bottle of wine from the wine store, not from Target. Oh, this is a welcome change. <laughs> this is the 2016 California Zinfandel. It's from the Tortoise Creek Winery, which is in the Lodi region in California. I like the Lodi region. Yeah, and this one is called the Colonian. Now, is that Colonian like colonial? No. It's spelled C H E L O N I A N. Now, I'm going to give you a hint here. You're a scientist, but do you have any idea what colonian might mean? Well, I'm familiar with the word chelate. What does that mean? I don't know that one. Uh, chelate has to do with chelate or binds a, a metal ion or atom. Is that what this means? Uh, yeah, no. So colonian has nothing to do with that. Colonian is actually the genus name for... The tortoise. Oh, see, I'm not that kind of scientist. I know, I know. So this, I'm a molecular biologist, not an organismal <laughs> biologist. <laughs> That's true. So this is from Tortoise Creek Winery, and this is called the Colonian. And the really cool thing about this that I learned online when I was researching it is that a portion of the proceeds from every bottle that they sell goes to the Colonian Research Foundation, which benefits conservation of turtles and tortoises. Well, who doesn't want to save a turtle? Exactly. So not only is this wine delicious, I mean, I think it's delicious. Very good. But it not only tastes good, it does good. Well, that's really cool. Well, we might have this one. I think you got it at our local wine store, so we'll have to get more. Yeah, it is delicious. Yeah, I will say one thing I like about this wine that I feel like you sometimes get with a better glass of wine is it's very flavorful, first of all, like a Zinfandel. It's very bold. But it almost has this softness to it. It is not harsh at all. Does that? Do you get it's that? It's not too, too tannic. Yeah, do you, I, I, soft is the only way I can think to explain it. No, it's it's rounded, which maybe is the same as soft. But it's there's a lot of flavor there, and a lot of complexity. But it all melds together in a really smooth way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I will certainly enjoy this, and what a great way to celebrate the new year. That's right. Cheers. Cheers. All right, Mamie. Well, before we jump into our top new games of 2018, we've been playing a lot of games. So uh, have you had any any gaming moments since our last show that have stood out to you? Yeah. So, I mean, we've been on winter break, which has been wonderful. So we've been able to play quite a bit. I will say we got a couple of games as part of our 
uh, Christmas celebration. Memorable among those, one of the ones that stands out to me is a game that um, the kids and I actually got you for Christmas, Chick-A-Pig. Yeah, been loving Chick-A-Pig. This was one that just randomly crossed my radar. Uh, I think it was on Instagram. That's where I first <laughs> saw it. And apparently our kids have seen it in YouTube videos that they watch. Yeah, and, and you know, this is not a big release. So this is a game that is independently published by a guy in Charlottesville, Virginia, which is not too far from where we grew up. And Charlottesville is also the hometown of Dave Matthews, who you may have heard of. Yeah, we've we've been to a couple of his shows. Yeah, probably six or seven at least. <laughs> So so anyway, this is uh, this guy who who created Chickapig is a luthier, uh, meaning he makes instruments, including acoustic um, instruments like guitars. So he also is very good at working with wood. And so all of these games have these laser cut wooden pieces of these Chickapigs, which are half very chicken, cute. <laughs> half pig, of course. Um, and there's a cow, and apparently the cows are all hand made or painted by his mom. Really? Apparently. That's amazing. Uh, but, you know, I would say Chicka Pig is akin to a cross between um, checkers and... Pooping cows? <laughs> yeah. The whole concept is that you are trying to move your Chicka Pig across the board um, to Chicka the pigs. other side. Chicka Pigs, yes, to the other side without slipping in the poop that the cow leaves behind. You can see why our seven and eight-year-old really enjoy this game. Yeah, it's very strategic. I would say uh, similar to, to maybe Chinese checkers, if you're familiar with that, trying to get all of your marbles from uh, one beginning region to across the board. You know, you're trying to get all your chicka pigs across into their pen. But then there's also a lot of blocking. And there's hay bells and cows and poop, as you said. Um, a lot of fun. Yeah, I, it's I think been it's super game. fun. I have also been excited about another Christmas gift, the prelude expansion to terraforming mars and we had a chance to play that i think just last night with our gaming group it was two nights ago but yeah we broke that out with our regular gaming group and the the whole idea there is that you start out a little bit further down the track in the in your terraforming process so you have a couple of resources already at your disposal and it it kind of kickstarts the game and i think it it definitely worked the way we expected it and added an element of fun yeah, I think where I was burning out a little bit on Terraforming Mars is that it's so slow to get started, and so then the game maybe slightly overstays its welcome. Um, but you're absolutely right. You get these; there are all these prelude cards that either give you some kind of production of something. Just to, it kind of guides you, gives you a little head start, um, so it sort of jump starts the game just a little bit, and and probably shortens it by a round or two, which translates to probably at least thirty minutes off the game. So I, I actually had a good time. Uh, using the Prelude expansion. I can't imagine ever playing it without it at this point. Yeah, I think we'll stick with that. The other game that we got um, new over the Christmas holiday was Arboretum, which is kind of a simple, at at first glance, little card game, but there's definitely some complexity in how you organize your Arboretum as you're building and and laying out your trees. I'm still not sure I understand what that complexity is. (laughs) We're learning. Yeah, I think this is a game that, that you and I will probably play a bunch because it's it's fast and it's interesting and and just the type of game that I think will be easy for us to break out on a school night. Definitely. I think we'll probably talk about that one on the show at some yeah, point we in should. 2019. Uh, maybe Chick Pig also. Yeah, definitely. All right, Mamie. Well, we have a lot of ground to cover. So if it's okay with you, why don't we 
jump right into our topic of the week. Sounds good. All right, so 2018 was quite a year for gaming for us. Uh, as we mentioned, we started this podcast, which was a big thing. A very big thing. And we went to our first two gaming conventions. Yeah, we went to the Who's Turn convention right here in Durham, a which local Which is coming con. up again next month. Next, no, this month. Two weeks. Wow, that's soon. Yay! Two weeks from today, we'll be there. That's very exciting. Yeah. Um, and then a big thing, we went to our first big national convention we went to dice tower con which was amazing and we've already bought our tickets for this year yeah so if anybody's going to dice tower con this year let us know we would love to see you there and play some games but mamie as you know and as i think i've talked about on the show i am somewhat consistent about keeping stats on my board game plays somewhat i would say it's almost the religion for you yeah it doesn't count if you don't log it <laughs> uh, and actually you know i have logged my plays at least on board game geek forever i mean really since the beginning 2004 5 you like your statistics uh, but i've kept more and more stats um, as time goes by and i got bg stats which is a great app so anyway it makes it very easy to look at our stats for the previous year so maybe just to run through some stats at what an amazing year of gaming this was for us we played 423 games that's amazing this year that's plays right plays. Um, and that represents 112 unique games, of which 72 were new to us this year. So we played 72 wow. games we had never played before just this year. That is impressive. How many were new to us last year? I'm glad you asked. So I mentioned we played 423 plays this year. Last year we played 227. So almost doubled. Wow. <laughs> and we gamed a lot last year, too. I know. That's um, what I was thinking. We played 74 unique games last year, of which 37 were new to us. Okay. So yeah. we've almost doubled all of those numbers this year. Yeah. So in the last two years, we've played 109 new games. That's awesome. Do you think we'll keep this this trajectory? I think it'll be hard to play more games. I was going to say. <laughs> um, and I think we're, yeah, I think it would be hard to keep pace with 2018. We really gamed pretty hard in, in 2018. And you know what's really amazing about that is we, as we mentioned more recently on the show, we hardly gamed at all in October and November. <laughs> so the bulk of that was during 10 months. It was really uh, January through September and then December. That is, that. I mean, that is gaming definitely at least once a week, right? I mean, we we did for most of the year. We were gaming at least once a week and many weeks twice a week. We played games on 171 days last year. That's half the year, almost. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Math is not my strength. That's amazing. I'm proud of us. I am proud of us. Uh, and and you know, beyond that, one resolution that we had last year, and I don't think we talked about this on the show because I think we talked about this before the podcast actually started. Um, you know, In 2017, when we had played... 227 games um, and 74 unique games. I think we really had this idea that what we wanted to do in 2018 was really focus and make sure we played games more. We weren't just playing games one time, but we really were enjoying the games we had and, and playing them multiple times. All right, getting replays, because that's where you really start to understand the complexity and the depth of a game. Yeah, and we had the resolution. I mean, I remember because we wrote this down. I found it. We wanted to play 
um, a lot of people do the the 10 for 10. They want to play 10 games at least 10 times. Um, but we decided that that might be hard to do. We were going to play 10 games at least five times. Well, I'm happy to report that we played eight games 10 or more times. And we played 24 games, additional games on top of that, five or more times. Yeah, that's pretty cool, huh? So we actually, not only we play a lot of games, but we played a lot of games a lot of times. So. And that's, that was part of our goal. I, we stuck with that. And we've, I mean, we have met so many people and played games with so many people. I feel like it's been really a part of our, if not the main core of our social life this year in a really great way. Yeah. And, and one thing I also started tracking this year, which is very easy to do with the BG Stats app, is, is I really like to track who are the people we play with. And so there are 61 different people that, that we logged by name that we played games with in, in 18 different locations. So the conventions have to play a part of that because we don't have 61 friends that play games. Well, but you know what's interesting is, so the app has the ability to also just put anonymous players. And so certainly at the, at the cons, there were some folks we met and got to know their names and played multiple games with who I did log by name, but not everyone. So, you know, there were about 100 people total, including anonymous <laughs> people, uh, but 61 that we actually got to know enough that we knew their name and were either friends or became friends. But either way, I think that's a, that's pretty cool. That's impressive. I wonder how many people we introduced games to. That would be a, an interesting thing to track because that's also been something we've, we've been almost game evangelists this year. Yeah, we have. We have certainly invited people to play games. We've had some people reach out to us and ask our advice, especially around the holiday time about right. games that they should, might make good gifts and and that's one thing I hope we continue in 2019 is, you know, introducing people to games we think they will like. And, and you know, New Year's was a good example of that, I thought. We had some folks over who aren't necessarily gamers. And, no, there were definitely groans when Josh is like, let's play a game. Uh, but one thing that I take very seriously is almost like being a game sommelier. Uh, <laughs> Knowing your audience. Yeah, and so I knew the audience and, and I thought, you know, here's a new party game that I think that this group will like. And I was actually getting tired of it, and they wanted to keep, keep playing. playing. Uh, and so I, I thought that was really cool. No, it was definitely a hit. Yeah. So um, anyway, hopefully 2019 will continue the, the great gaming with the great people and make some more fun board gaming memories. I'm looking forward to it. So without further ado, why don't we get into some of our favorite games we played this year. So we actually did something similar earlier this year. So back in episode five, we talked about our favorite new to us games of 2017. And so what we didn't want to do is just focus on new games, meaning games that came out this year. Um, but of all these games that were new to us, um, what are the ones that stood out? So we did that last year and we were going to do that again this year. But Mamie, I wanted to remind you of the games that you said were your favorite from last year. Ooh, okay. And see if you still agree that they're some of your favorite games. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I don't remember. I know. So apparently we had a hard time picking just like last year. So we actually cheated and did top six. <laughs> Sounds right. So I will tell you your top six from last year were Resistance Avalon. King Domino, Modern Art, Isle of Sky, Scythe, and Dixit. That's hilarious because I'm not sure we played 
any of those games in 2018. Uh, we did, actually. You played Dixit like this week. <laughs> That's true. Dixit, I've definitely continued to play and continue to really enjoy. It definitely has its place. And King Domino. Yeah, we played King Domino uh, 17 times yeah. this year. King Domino is a favorite, especially the kids love it. It's a good family game. Uh, were you here when we played Scythe the other night? No, I oh, wasn't. I missed yeah. Scythe. Yeah. Scythe, I still enjoy those games. We've just been so busy with new games and other games. We haven't gotten some of those back to the table. I love modern art, too. How come we haven't played that? Yeah, well, that one was on my list, too. So my top six for last year, new to us games, were also King Domino, Galaxy Trucker, Battle Line, Modern Art, Castles of Burgundy, and Splatter Games, uh, Food Chain Magnate, Indonesia, Great Zimbabwe. I feel like I was extra poor at playing some of these games that were some of my favorites. Well, we will say that in 2018, some of those games on on your list and my list, but more on yours, are kind of heavier games that take longer chunks of time. And 2018 was a busy year, which is part of why I'm impressed that we played as many games as we did. A lot of the games we were playing were games that were not hours of time to be invested in them. So that might be why some of those haven't made it to the table. But I think we should try to bring a variety of those games back in 2019. Yeah, no, I agree. I miss them. I know. Maybe we will buy no games, buy no new games in 2019. Did you guys all hear that? He just <laughs> said, buy no new games in 2019. I will do my best to can, buy Can all of our listeners games. hold you to that? Because <laughs> I, I think that would be amazing. I mean, we have four lovely Calyx shelves here full of games, some of which we love and don't play very often. I mean, let's be honest. The reality is, if we bought no new games in 2019, we could still have an amazing and varied year of gaming. Yes. Lifetime of gaming, really. Let's do it. <laughs> let's try really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've already failed because, as we mentioned, I think no, no, I didn't fail because it was New Year's Eve when I went to our game store and bought a party game to play at our New Year's Eve party. Okay, so, so I still have, I actually have not bought any new games yet. Let's see how long I last. Okay, we'll we'll test this. So we'll audience, let you know. we will take predictions for how far into 2019 we get before I purchase a new game. We can start a pool. Yeah. So tweet to us, email us, post in the guild <laughs> uh, your bets on when we will break this rule. Um, all right. So why don't we? Jump in, and of those 112 games we played, what were our top five? All right, Mamie. So this was really hard. Yeah, it was tough. I, I'm I'm not sure what criteria you used to select your list. I had a tough time, but I kind of decided to just like go with my gut, and so I went with the five games that really stood out amongst all the mini games that we played this year. So before you get into that. Did you have any honorable mentions that just missed the cut? I had a few. Um, I will say Dominant Species for me just missed the cut. And I think the reason it missed the cut for me is that I haven't played it very much. Mm, yeah. Um, if I, I really loved the two times that I have played, but it's only been two times. And so I think, you know, a few more plays and that would have would have made the list. Zolkin was an honorable mention for me. I really enjoy it. It's unique. I love that game board that has the gears that turn, but it just wasn't quite, if I had to narrow it to five, it didn't make the list. Uh, and then my third, see, I can, there's no way we can do five. I know I'm, I'm up to eight. Um, my third honorable mention would go to Strike, which is just a really simple little dice game, but it's 
I think it's the game we've probably played the most games of. That was our most played game with uh, 20 plays. That doesn't surprise me at all because it's it's quick. It's fun. The kids love it. It's exciting. And we get really competitive with it. And and so that one is a lot of fun, but almost too light to make the list. Yeah. No, those are those are great choices. Some of which might show up later in my list. Oh, what about your honorable? Did you have honorable mentions? I did have some honorable mentions for sure. One was Gloomhaven. You know, that was a game, I think, earlier in the year. We were really playing a ton, and I don't know what really happened. I think we got to the point we were purchasing a lot of games. We got a lot of new games. And, you know, I think it was one of those games when we had it out, set up, we would play it pretty regularly. But uh, once we put it away, <laughs> it was uh, it was hard to, to break it out as much. But I did just get my new kickstarted player mats for Gloomhaven, which I kickstarted like six months ago. So maybe Gloomhaven will rekindle um, itself this year. Um, and also I put on the list Gaia Project. That's another one that we played quite a few times that is just a really neat game. Just missed my top five. I totally agree with Zolkin. I'd say Zolkin might have been my number six. When I get to my number five, it really battled with my number five to, to be on the list. Such a, such a unique game. And then uh, Root is another one that I think it's kind of neat, a neat game, but I just feel like I haven't quite, we haven't quite locked in with Root yet, so so I didn't put it on the list. I think all of those make sense, and they're all games that we have definitely enjoyed, and we'll play more in 2019. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out to uh, to the game Downforce. I feel like that is a game that I couldn't really put on my list. I can't say it's one of my top, top games but I feel like it's a game that fits a really nice niche in our collection. Like it's a really kind of quick, but not fluffy game. That's very approachable for new players. It's beautiful. It's well-produced. It's a lot of fun. One that we actually played quite a bit. Um, it was a, it was kind of a go-to game uh, for either a warm up or when we had sort of some casual people coming over to play some games. So that one's a lot of fun. I mean, little wooden race cars. That's awesome. I know. I think they're plastic, but that's okay. Oh yeah, they are. <laughs> All right, Mamie. Well, I'm itching to know what your list, and I want everybody to know too, we have not seen each other's lists. So I'm hearing this for the first time, uh, what you picked, and you're hearing what I chose for the first time. Okay, so how do we want to do this? You want me to count down from my number five? We'll take turns. Let's count down, and if we have overlap, we won't find out until we'll just go through it. All right, well, my number five game on the number five game on my list is one that Josh already mentioned in his honorable mentions. And this is a game that has been number one on Board Game Geek for much of 2018. It was Gloomhaven. As Josh said, this is a game we played a lot early in the year. I think we haven't had it on the table lately, but it was so much fun. When I went back and I looked at the list, it jumped out at me and I was like, oh yeah, I remember how much fun we had playing that. I want to get back to it. It's described as Euro-inspired tactical combat in an evolving campaign. I mean, what's not to love about that? Yeah, uh, you, you like the evolving campaign. I do. That's I a, love the evolving campaign. I have to admit, honestly, when you first started talking about Gloomhaven, and even when you purchased it and we were looking at all the components and all the different miniatures, I wasn't sure I would like it. You know, it's not the kind of game that we typically play. Um, yeah, you were skeptical. I was very skeptical, but I loved it. Like, I loved getting into character, and I even tried to paint my miniature. It didn't go very well, but she's purple, so that makes her fun. And, you know, I just I 
remembered how much fun we had playing it. I think we might need to get that one out and just leave it on the table for a few weeks. Well, I think we will. I am now re-inspired with those new playmats that just came in the mail. So. How, how much of us not playing was you waiting to get the playmats? Um, I will say in the last three months, I've had a few minor itches to play Gloomhaven and held off because wanted to wait till the playmats. And I know, Mamie, you have expressed that you actually are a fan of playmats where everything has a place. I do. I love a playmat. So and Gloomhaven has a lot of stuff. So yeah. these have a place for all your stuff. They're nice. I'm excited about them. Okay. So what was your number five? All right. Well, my number five was Orleon. Ah, good pick. So Orleon, we have, you know, it's funny. I think we have talked about Orleon multiple times on this show. It was, I think, both of our favorite game that we explored for the first time at Dice Tower Con and really jumped out at us. And so um, since then, I've upgraded with these premium uh, bits from Board Game Geek. But it's just the the whole bag builder concept is so interesting because, you know, I think we both love the deck builder concept. Uh, but the fact that you you do that with these little discs of workers that you have to draw out and think about what combination you want to play them to do different actions to maximize your points. Just really, really unique and fun gameplay. So um, that's why that one was my number five. All right. So number four, my number four game, I had not even heard about until we attended Dice Tower Con in July. But then suddenly there was this little bunny everywhere. And despite the fact that it wasn't available in the U.S., it was everywhere. Um, So my number four is The Mind. And I'm honestly, I'm still not 100% sure that this game lives up to like all the hype that it was getting, but it's really unique and we have had so much fun and it's a game that I feel like we can take anywhere and play with anybody. Um, And so it had to be on my list. Well, I'm glad it was because my number four was also The Mind. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. No, The Mind is, is really fantastic. And in my mind... You know, In your mind, the mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, it totally lived up the, to the hype for me. For a, a little card game, I guarantee we have not had more fun per dollar spent. No, that is true. Than, than the I mind. I mean, there has been literal nail-biting and screaming and celebration. It's a great little game. Yeah, I would still at this point, and we played this game a bunch, would never turn down a game. And I actually look forward to taking it you know, like taking it camping or uh, just anywhere with friends. So I fun. still keep thinking I'm going to take it and play it with my students. And I just haven't yet. I need to do that in the new year. Yeah, could be fun. All right, Mamie, what was your number three? So my number three was actually Josh's number five, Orleone. Good choice. Yeah. I mean, as Josh said, it was a game that we wasn't, it's not new. It came out in 2014, but it was new to us. And as soon as we finally understood what we were doing and got through that first gameplay, we both loved it. You know, that the bag building aspect of it, it, it's just the kind of game that we really enjoy playing. It's the right amount of weighty decision making, but not too fiddly. It, it's one I'd pretty much always be willing to play. Yeah. Absolutely. What was your number three? All right. Well, my number three was sort of a game that came out in 2018. Uh, It's actually a game that was reprinted and a new edition came out in 2018. And that is Container. Ah. Yeah. So Container, actually, I played um, at a game day not too long ago. Someone had the original copy and this one pushed all the right buttons for me. I like an economic game quite a bit. 
And this one to me is just so streamlined and simple. And I know a lot of folks consider container to be a heavier game, but in my opinion, I think you could really play container with a lot of different people because the rules overhead is pretty straightforward, pretty easy to grasp. The money in the game deals with like denominations of $1, $2, $3. I love that. I love that the math is very simple. Yeah, you know, there are other games that we play uh, that are economic, like I'm thinking of, of Indonesia, for example, where you have to calculate Or the percentages. 18xx games that yeah. you have to make a spreadsheet <laughs> to understand. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. I, do, we have, <laughs> I have my laptop next to us. But but definitely container, there's not even this math burden um, to play it. And and with the, the Jumbo Edition, these, <laughs> these hysterically giant... <laughs> Could be used as a weapon if there was home invasion. Yeah, Mamie walks the dog at night. I send her out with one of the <laughs> ships from container uh, for safety. But uh, I've had a blast. And and for some reason, for a dry economic game, we always have a lot of laughs playing it too. So uh, that was my number three, container. Part of those laughs come from inventing what's in the containers. But oh, it is a very fun. fun game. Yeah. That's a good one. Although the brown always end up being the poop containers. I don't know why. Chocolate. Those are chocolate. Oh, okay. That's probably better. Or coffee. I mean, there's lots of things that are brown that aren't poop. That's true. Maybe it's just me. (laughs) All right. So where are we? Number two? Number two. All right. So my number two game is another game that wasn't new. In fact, it was originally produced in 2010, but it was updated and re-released in 2016. And it made the list not only because is it kind of exactly the type of game that we love, but it's also a theme that's near and dear to our hearts. So my number two game was Vinos. I won't go into too much detail about why I love it. Um, We talk about that. We did a whole episode. Episode 15. Yes, you can go check that one out. But it's, you know, a Euro game about wine. What else is there to say? I loved it. It had to make the list. So it came in at my number two. What was your number two? Well, I really do promise our listeners we in no way compared notes at all. Uh, we actually uh, wrote these down on separate um, Google Docs. But my number two was also Vinos Deluxe Edition. <laughs> yes. I left out the Deluxe Edition part, but that's maybe because I've never played the original well, edition. Well, I added it in because recently I was able to play the original edition, which is pretty different. So yeah, Vinos, like Mamie said, we spent a whole episode talking about it and extolling our praise on, on Vinos. It's, it's a fun game. It's a it's a heavier Euro game with lots of decisions to make. It's beautifully produced, and it's about wine. So what is not to like? Exactly. It's lovely. And I am really excited in 2019, one of my gaming resolutions is to flip the board over and play that original version of Vinos, but with the updated graphics. I think you would like it. I'm definitely up for that. All right. Are we at number one? We're number one already. The moment we have all oh. been waiting for, at least the moment I've been waiting for. To yeah. Know, your favorite game, and now I'm trying to guess because... Oh, okay. Let's play that. Well, I have think? to admit, I really, really thought you were going to put Orleon at number one. Oh. So now I am unsure. It might be a surprise. Yeah, I have no clue. Well, it might be a surprise because it is a game we haven't played. Keyforge. <laughs> no, <laughs> didn't even make my honorable mention. Sorry. Uh, um, I will say it's a game we haven't played a lot, and you mentioned it in your honorable mentions, but... I have to say the game that's kind of like right at the front of my mind right now is the most unique and most interesting game I played in 2018 is Root. It is a new game and and new to the, not just us, but the world in 2018. And 
we have just really enjoyed it. I I love that it's different depending on which faction you're playing. That's just a, so unique. And I've only had the opportunity to play two different factions. I can't wait to try to, to play the other roles. And the components are absolutely adorable. The little mice and birds and rabbits. No. And Vagabond, the little raccoon. The little raccoon. Yes, I love the raccoon. You haven't played the, the raccoon owls. yet. I don't know that There's I There's no will. owls. There's just birds. Birds. What are cats? <laughs> cats. The, the, I always think the cats are owls because they look That's like true. owls. That's true. They have sort of owl um, eyes. Th- so obviously, I'm very well versed in this game. <laughs> Love the snakes and the giraffes. <laughs> That's the expansion that we don't have yet, right? <laughs> the narwhals. <laughs> Oh, so fun. I love Root. But Root, is, it's just been super fun, and it's just so unique and so different than anything else I'd ever played. So those are the things that brought it to number one uh, on my list. No, I, I think that's a great choice. And, you know, I feel like, the, and again, the only reason I mentioned this briefly, that I think this did not quite make the cut for me, is I feel like I haven't played it enough for it to really show itself for all it is. I feel like it's a game that we have been underappreciating almost because, you know, most of the times that we've played Roots so far, and I think I've played it um, at least four or five, six times, but I think they've always been with new or different players. That's true. And so I spend a lot of time teaching the game. I'm usually the one who ends up teaching the game. I like teaching games. But man, in some ways it's a bear to teach because even though each individual faction is unique – you have to do four different teaches to each different person. But I think it's the game that if you played several times with the same people who really knew how to play, there's a lot of interesting strategy and gameplay that could go on. So I would be pretty excited to to experience that in 2019. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why I put it at number one, because I feel like there is so much there still to be revealed, so much that we still don't understand and and. Um, you know, so many different facets to the game. You know, I think it's one of those games, and and I, I, st- I mean, I still know people like this, but you know, back when Catan was all the rage, and again, I know some people now who Catan is still their family's game, and they've played it dozens and dozens of times. I think this would be a really cool competitive game to play with your family or a close group, group of friends if you played it dozens and dozens of times where you were just intimately familiar with the more nuanced strategies and you weren't afraid. To, and I think if you weren't afraid to attack each other, because I think you really yeah, have to. you can't to. be kind. You can't be kind because if you don't, someone else is going to win. Right. Usually the vagabond. Usually the vagabond. You got to, that's pro tip. You got to hit the vagabond. And I usually have been the vagabond and I win because. Because people are, well, you. people are new to playing it, and we play with nice people. Maybe we need to find some more meaner people, some more you know cutthroat gaming buddies. Well, the thing about the vagabond, not to get too much into root, <laughs> but he—if you're new to playing the game, he's not really messing with you at all. I mean, it's like, oh, that's nice. He gave me a card. That's so great. Except he's getting stronger and, and then, stronger, <laughs> and then he kills you. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, good choice, Mamie. Uh, good choice on root. We definitely have to get that on the table more in 2019. Definitely. Okay, I'm, I can't wait. What was your number one? All right, Mamie, my number one was one of your honorable mentions. And this is a game that I just love. 
and I think I will continue to love it for a long time, and that's Dominant Species. And I don't know what else to say. I've mentioned it before, but this game is just so fun to play. Every time I've played it, I've had a blast. I mean, again, similar to Container, I feel like the rules in general aren't too hard to understand, but the gameplay is all about how players interact with one another, and that's so fun. Yeah, me. I would say it and Root have a lot of things in common because, again, you have to be willing to be sort of cutthroat. Yeah, you do. And, and you know, there's something about dominant species where it feels okay. <laughs> yeah, because you're just, you know, hitting the food chain the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. And I think I like the theme of that because I think both I of you and I, Mamie, we're not huge that. war game people, but um, it makes the conflict a little more palatable, I think. But yeah, Dominus Species is great. And one thing, Mamie, that you probably don't know about, but slated for 2019 is a new Dominant Species, Dominant Species Marine Ooh. is scheduled to come out. And I was actually, um, I don't know a whole lot about Maybe this. there actually are narwhals. Well, I was looking at it. <laughs> And here's a mock-up of the board by the designer, Chad Jensen. And Ooh. it looks similar in some ways. Um, instead of the tundra in the middle, there's this coral reef that's in the middle. Um, and it looks like the food chain, there are only four species. So this leads me to believe this might be smaller in scope instead of a six-player game. Which could be nice. It could, could be nice. Um, Different are, niche. Yeah, you... Uh, are there sharks? Well, you assume the role the role of one of four major aquatic-based animal classes, dinosaur, fish, cephalopod, or crustacean. Dinosaur? I, I don't know. Well, I think it takes place right after the end of the Ice Age. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. Well, we may have to check that out. But I want to get regular dominant species on the table some more first. Yeah, we got to. We got to. Actually, I am considering doing a teaching game of dominant species at Hoostern. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right, Mamie. Well, this was really fun to reflect back on a great year of gaming. And when we think about 2018, games played a huge part of our life this year. And certainly, I think, added a lot of value um, and texture to our year. Definitely. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what 2019 brings. Not new games, but more plays of all these games we have on our shelves now. That is an honorable pursuit. (laughs) All right, everybody, thanks for listening to Cardboard and Wine. For show notes, links, and other fun info about the games we discuss on the show, you can visit our website at cardboardandwine.com. If you have feedback on the show or suggestions for a future show, you can send us a tweet at Board and Wine, email us cardboardandwine at gmail.com, or jump into our guild on Board Game Geek. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. And this is a way that new listeners can find the show. All right, everyone. Happy New Year. And until next time, cheers and happy gaming. gaming.